Testing, testing. This is just to see, or hear, rather, if this sounds okay. I do this before every episode. It's good to do a test. One, two, three, go! Welcome to my podcast. I'll do my best to keep it fast. It's about trying stuff online and what I'm learning all the time. This time, I talk a ton about how I approach Patreon. A lady who posts positivity and a dude online who doesn't... Doesn't have to rhyme. Hey there, welcome to my podcast. This is Trying, and my name is Taylor Glutton. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, this is about all the stuff that I'm learning about as I do this social media thing. Yep, everything that I encounter, everything that I'm trying to figure out. And today I'm really excited. I'm going to talk about something that is really important to me, both financially and emotionally, I guess, and that is Patreon. I'm going to talk about my experience on Patreon and everything I've learned about that, you know, how I did it, things that I struggled with, things I'm still struggling with, and everything I've figured out along the way. Before we jump into it, I want to take a second and thank all the people on my Patreon, the members of my Otter Club, who support me. I really appreciate you guys. A special shout out, as always, to my legendary otters, Doug, Steven, and Wurzel. Thank you guys so much. If you're interested in becoming one of my patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash And now we're going to talk about Patreon. We're going to talk about all of it. So here we go. So what is Patreon? For those of you who are unfamiliar with this awesome site, Patreon is a... Well, let's find the official definition. The official definition of Patreon is that it's a membership platform that makes it easy for creators to get paid. Creators such as myself who are making content will create a Patreon page and in it they will offer certain things in exchange for money. And it's a monthly subscription basically. You pledge a certain amount every month and that allows you to support the people who are creating all this content for you, usually for free online, such as myself. It's really amazing. When I discovered Patreon, my life got a lot better. So uh, I'm excited to talk about it and tell you all the things that I've figured out about it because it has been a journey. It has been a difficult road, but a worthwhile one. I started doing Patreon back in June. I actually started working on it before that, after I was talking with my friend Erin Stevens, who does a lot of work for the IJA, the International Jugglers Association, and she and I were talking about Patreon as a possible solution for kind of traveling together and doing things together. And so we had come up with a lot of interesting things, and we were both doing a lot of research about it. And that idea kind of ended up falling apart, um, maybe someday, <laughs> but for now our lives just don't quite fit that mold. And so I still wanted to do a Patreon, so I started developing my own. And at the time I wanted to launch my page before I think like June 5th or something. Patreon had come up with a new payment plan where I think they just raised their prices slightly for people who wanted to join and become creators on it. And they had a deal going where if you got in before the certain date, you would be a founder patron, which means that you were in the kind of old pricing. I wanted to get in on that because obviously it was slightly less money. Not not a lot, but a little bit. Enough that I cared. And on top of that, it was just a good deadline. You know, I have a hard time sometimes finishing things in a reasonable amount of time. So having a deadline set by the company itself was really helpful. So they set this deadline of join by June 5th. Let's say it was June 5th. I don't know what date it was, but I'm going to say it's June 5th. And so I think I started in middle of May and I started just developing my Patreon. 
it was a lot more work than I actually thought it would be. <laughs> I mean, I think you could theoretically just go on there and just do whatever you want, but I wanted to do it well. I, I like to do things professionally. I like things to be done well. And I think there's a certain amount of energy that comes with launching something that I didn't want to waste. I didn't want people to be like, oh, she has a Patreon and then go over there and be severely disappointed by this crappy Patreon page that I had created. So I really wanted to put time into it and effort and make it look good before I launched it. But I had to launch it before June 5th. So here lies the difficulties of that. So I'm gonna pretend like you don't know anything about Patreon and kind of just take you through this process. The first step of setting up a Patreon was setting up tiers. In any creator's Patreon setup, there are tiers, which are different membership levels that people can join at, like different monetary values. And each one of those is associated with different rewards. So some creators have, you know, $2, $5, and $10, and that's all they have. Some creators have $50 and $100. There's only two of them, and they're really high. You can set it to whatever you want, and you can have anything associated with that value. For me, this was pretty difficult to come up with. I, I wanted to have a good balance and a good range for anyone who wanted to give a lot of money versus anyone who wanted to give a dollar or two. I wanted people to feel like they could still support me even if they don't have a lot of money. So I wanted to offer a low value tier, but I also wanted to you know, have the potential of making more money if people wanted to give me more money. <laughs> I chose to have a really like broad spectrum. I wanted to cover all of my bases. And then I figured out numbers in between. I actually went back and forth quite a bit on what exactly those numbers were. Originally, I decided on six tiers. I had $2, $5, $15, $35, $50, and $100. Yeah, I know it's a lot. It sounds like a lot. <laughs> so I had the monetary amounts that I wanted. I thought that was a pretty good range. I don't know if that was the right way to approach it, but I, that's what I did first. The next step was to figure out what those tiers would get in exchange for that money. Now, some people just choose to have it be a completely donation-based style thing where you just give that money because you want to. You don't get anything out of it other than the satisfaction of knowing that that person is getting your support, which is really great. I don't see that very often and I didn't think that would work for me. So I wanted to offer something in return for this money. So I brainstormed a list of all the things that I felt like I could offer in exchange for money, which was honestly really hard. Uh, I knew that I could make like a blooper reel. I thought that would be the biggest selling point of my Patreon. I thought people would definitely want a blooper reel. I knew that I wanted to make a, a sort of goal planner, like a calendar thing. And so that was one. And then from there, I kind of ran out of the digital type rewards, things that weren't physical. So I started coming up with what I thought were cheap, easy, physical merchandise rewards. My roommate has a 3D printer and I knew that I could make like a 3D printed juggling club. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll turn that into a keychain. That's pretty easy and I should be able to do it pretty quickly. So I wrote that down. I was in the process of working with Juggling Warehouse on making a set of juggling balls that were Taylor Tries branded, and so I knew I could offer that. And then I also do wood burns, so I thought, okay, I could give somebody wood burns. The last big thing that I knew I could offer was juggling lessons. I noticed that my friend Josh Horton had this on his Patreon, and he said it was pretty successful, so I thought, okay, I'll do that. And I love teaching, so win there. 
Yeah. So I had my list. That was great. While I was doing that, I was also working on sort of this branding, the overall branding of my Patreon. Aaron and I had seen that some creators did a lot of cute things with their their patrons and had nicknames for them or had some sort of theme. A lot of the time, the tiers just have really good names in general. And I knew that I wanted mine to encompass the sort of awkward, goofy, cute brand that I have on Instagram. So while I was coming up with different rewards for my tiers, I was also trying to figure out what to call the tiers and what to call my patrons. Then it occurred to me that I really love otters, and I think that they're awesome. And more importantly, they juggle. Otters have been known to lie on their backs and hold little rocks and toss them up in the air, you know, in a cute little juggling type way which is the best. It's just the best. And I love otters. And I think that they also kind of symbolize all the things that I wanted to put out there, you know, like this cute, playful, doesn't take themselves too seriously animal. That pretty much sums me up. So I was like, okay, cool. Otters. I'll I'll call it the otter club. Yay. And it's otter club because it's a club, but it's also, you know, like a juggling club, but it's the otter club. I don't know. It seemed cute. So then I realized I would call each tier a different otter. So everyone who joined at the $2 tier would be called an otter pup. And then everyone at the $80 tier would be legendary otters. And so from there, it kind of flushed out and I gave each tier a name. If you're super familiar with my Patreon now, which I don't know why any of you would be, but if you are, you'll notice that I only have five tiers now. So I got rid of one. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But originally, I had six. And I developed these otter names and images for each one. I paid somebody to create cute little images to go with each tier. And one of those never got seen by anybody and never got used, which is sad because it was really cute. I chose to get rid of that tier because I was looking at all these rewards that I had, these, this list of rewards that I had, and I was realizing that this wasn't going to work I didn't have enough rewards to fill up six tiers, but I thought, okay, I could fill up five. I'll add a couple more things in there to kind of pad it, but for the most part, I think I can offer one big thing for each tier and at least make it semi-worth it for those people. So I got rid of one. I had the $2 tier was the otter pup, which is just like what they call baby otters. He's very cute. The $5 tier was called a cool otter. It's an otter with sunglasses and it's just adorable. The $15 tier was supposed to be called the tool otter, which is a terrible name, I know. But the whole concept was that, you know, otters are one of the only animals that have used tools in a similar way to like humans. You know, they use rocks to break things open. Tool otter. (laughs) That's the one I got rid of, in case you didn't realize. Wasn't a good name, but the little image was really cute. It was a little otter holding a a juggling club and a hammer. He was really cute. I liked him. I miss him. And then I had the $35 tier was the juggling otter, and the $50 tier was an awesome otter, and the $80 tier was the legendary otter. So that's where I was originally, and then I got rid of the tool otter and bumped everything down one. I actually just completely got rid of the $50 tier. So now as it stands, I have the $2 otter pups, the $5 cool otters, the $15 juggling otters, the $35 awesome otters, and the $80 legendary otters. That was a good decision. Getting rid of that extra tier that wasn't needed and had a weird name, tool otter. What was I thinking? That was a good choice. Especially because what I would find is that fulfilling rewards is a lot harder than I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. 
I solidified my Patreon tiers with all of their rewards. I figured out the physical rewards, which ones I felt would counter that cost. And in a lot of those cases, I was really hoping that people weren't just going to join for one month and then cancel because I would technically lose money in that case. Specifically with like the juggling balls, for example. They normally sell for $20. They're offered on my $15 tier with free shipping, which is a significant savings for people. But if they cancel within the first month, I only get $15. So I technically lose money, which sucks. But so far, people have been really good about not doing that. So I was really worried about that, but I, I took the risk and I decided that I was going to go for it and try to offer that at a lower price. And maybe that would be incentive for people to join my Patreon rather than just go buy the juggling balls. So once I had it all set up, I was ready to launch it and I pushed the launch button and it was so scary and terrifying, but immediately people were really supportive and that's amazing. And I'm so thankful for that. I thought people were so supportive and so sweet, especially taking the risk of supporting like a new creator on Patreon, that that's risky. And the reason that's risky is because I hadn't figured out what I was doing yet with Patreon at all. <laughs> so instantly after launching it and getting all these, these patrons, I realized that I was in trouble. Mostly I realized I was in trouble because I was going to be traveling for the whole summer uh, you know, I immediately, I think the week after, went to the International Jugglers Association Festival, which was a week long. And then like right after that, I went to Afghanistan and England. And that pretty much took up like two months of my summer. I wasn't going to be home to edit or to fulfill physical rewards. And that was a mistake on my part. At the end of the first month, I realized that I couldn't get people their rewards that they were hoping for. I did have a blooper reel. I made the blooper reel first and that went out. But then all the physical rewards, people were just having to kind of sit back and wait until I got back from those trips. And so for two months, I really relied on the patience of my patrons. They kind of had to sit back and twiddle their thumbs while I figured out what I was doing. And then when I got back, you know, September, I just hit the ground running and started trying to get all this stuff done. But it even still took another month for me to really get it going. And so by October, I started rolling out all the rewards that I had promised. And since then, it's been a steady stream of fulfilling those rewards um, as best as I can. It's still been a process. It's still been hard but I've been able to do it. But between June and basically October, everyone who was supporting me wasn't getting a lot out of it other than like the shout outs that I would do occasionally on YouTube or something, which was also a reward that I offered. But I, I cannot thank people enough who supported me early on and who had the patience to wait for the things that they were promised. I will always deliver. That is a promise that I've always made and I did but it definitely took longer than I wanted. And that's something that I would say if you're starting a Patreon, be aware that that's going to happen. Be upfront about it or just preempt it and make sure that you can get everything done on time. But I think no matter what, if you're starting a Patreon, there is a learning curve that I didn't realize. Like it's a business. You're starting a little business where you're offering something in exchange for money, legit money. And there are promises with that. <laughs> there are things that need to be fulfilled. That takes a lot of trial and error. And so far, I, I still feel like I'm figuring it out. 
once I started fulfilling the rewards uh, in September, I realized quickly that my physical rewards were bogging me down a lot. They were super hard to do, and they were actually way more expensive than I thought. Let's take my $5 keychains, for example. That was the main reward that I offered people who joined as a cool otter. They got a Taylor Tries keychain, which was 3D printed, as I mentioned. To make the keychains didn't require any money, really. I mean, they were like pennies because I was 3D printing them off of filament that I got pretty cheap. The actual physical cost of the keychains was very low. What I didn't account for was how much time it would take me to make them, to make each keychain. It didn't take a ton of time, but when you times it by 30 people, that time added up real fast. And it was really hard for me to find moments to do it because uh, there's lots of pieces and you have to pull them out and you have to do it all. And I was like metal stamping as well and putting little try words on it. So it was really difficult for me to find the time to actually make those rewards, even though they were technically very cheap to make. And then once I made them and I went to the post office to go send them out, I got hit with the reality of, oh, you can't send this in a normal envelope with a stamp. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, no, it'll get caught in the machine and then they'll all, it'll blow up the mail and you just, it, they won't get to the people. Dang it. I was so annoyed with that when I realized that because here I was thinking this reward was going to be really cheap to send out because I could just send it in an envelope with a stamp. And that wasn't true at all. I had to buy official type envelopes that I could send out, which then had to count as a package. And each one cost about $5 to ship around the United States. Five bucks. That's how much I made. So I realized that I was technically in a deficit. It was $5 to ship it out, which was how much the person paid me. And mind you, that was $5 before Patreon took out their share and before processing fees and all that fun goodness. So already I'm at a negative. And then the cost of, you know, time and equipment, which wasn't very much, but was still something. Man, $5 reward was quickly becoming not worth it. Oh, not to mention all the people who were international. Um, I do have quite a few international patrons, and every time they get a physical reward, that $5 becomes 15 to $20. You know, I have people in Switzerland and Sweden and Germany and Israel. Yeah, <laughs> you have to fill out customs forms and everything. But that little keychain became very expensive very quickly. That was not great. It was really not great. Funnily enough, the juggling balls were a lot easier because they are managed and shipped and packaged by juggling warehouse. So I didn't have to take care of that. All I had to do was send them the information and then they shipped them out, which was awesome and so much easier. That being said, it still cost me money and I still lost money every time somebody bought it. But for the most part, what I found is that people who joined at that level did not immediately get rid of it. They have continued to be patrons for at least a couple months to offset that cost, which I really appreciate. I'd say of all the patrons that I get, only one or two have canceled immediately, and it was clear that they did it because they just wanted the physical reward or the digital reward. So if you're starting your Patreon and you're worrying about like that cost offset, in my experience, people aren't usually trying to screw you over. 
And you can mention that in your description or in the tier, you know, say that this does cost me money. Please, if you're going to join this tier, try to maintain your membership for at least two months. You know, you can be upfront about that. The other thing that people do that I considered doing was there was a certain time minimum that the person was required to be a member for. So like in order to get juggling balls, you'd have to be a patron for three months. You know, that's pretty common. I see that a lot. I didn't want to keep track of it because it's confusing for me to keep track of like lengths of time for each individual person. Like, oh, this person's been here for three months. I should send them their juggling balls now. That just sounded like chaos to me. I didn't want to worry about it. So last month, this would have been in November, I finally felt like I was getting caught up on all the rewards that I'd been behind on. I finished my goal workbook, which took me a long time and I'm really proud of, but I finally finished it. I started catching up on all my bloopers. I started catching up on the keychains. I started catching up on the wood burns. All these things that I had promised people, I finally was delivering. I have a tendency to be very hard on myself. And so it was really hard for me during that process not to get down on myself and feel like a failure and start doing all this um, cognitive distortion stuff that I tend to do when I'm not succeeding at something. And so that was a really trying time for me, November and well, October and November, when I realized how much I felt like I had disappointed the people who were supporting me on Patreon. But, you know, I've gotten a lot better about this sort of self-hate that uh, we tend to do as humans. I was constantly having to remind myself to be kind and cut myself some slack. And I did. And I'm figuring this out. I didn't know what I was doing. I know a lot more now than I did in June, that's for sure. But I wouldn't take any of it back. And if anyone who was a patron, you know, had messaged me and said, I want my money back, I would have absolutely given it to them. But for the most part, what I've found is that everyone on Patreon is so supportive and they just... They really just wanted to support me, and so they were patient, and they were willing to wait while I figured it out, and now it's grown into something even stronger and, and hopefully more valuable to them now that we've kind of worked out the kinks. So last month in November, I felt like I was finally getting a grasp of what this Patreon thing was supposed to look like. I actually had gone to a Patreon Summit, I think that's what they called it. It was an event that they had here in LA, and they invited me to it. And I want to be clear, it wasn't like, oh, I'm special, I was invited. I think they sent out a thing to a lot of LA creators who had like above a certain amount of uh, patrons. It was going to be like a keynote thing where they were going to have speakers and they were going to be streaming people from like New York talking and it was going to be really cool. So I went because I wanted to learn more about Patreon and I wanted to know how I could make this thing better because I was still kind of struggling with it. And it was really valuable, actually. I went and I talked to a lot of creators who were kind of in a similar boat as me. I got to hear about what was working for them and what they had learned. And it was really helpful because what I quickly realized talking to all these other people was that digital rewards tend to be more successful for the majority of people. Things that they could quickly produce and quickly get out, as opposed to physical merchandise, which is just harder to maintain because you're having to produce it and ship it and all that stuff. So I came out of that event really motivated to kind of revamp the way that my Patreon was set up. So I sat back and I looked at everything and I started moving stuff around. I knew the first problem was the keychain. I did not want that to be so easy to get from now on because it's just too hard for me to do. It was too expensive to ship out for something that was so small. I realized that I still really enjoy doing the wood burns, um, which are offered to my awesome otters at $35 or above. I realized that since I like doing those and I still wanted to offer that reward, I could offer the keychain with it. So anyone who got the wood burn could also get a keychain because I'm already gonna be shipping out that reward. 
So I basically bumped that reward up and moved it to a different tier. Now, the problem with that is it kind of took away a lot of the oomph that was offered to those lower tiers. All of a sudden, you're not getting a thing anymore. I started just trying to brainstorm things that would be more valuable f digitally that I could kind of create quickly and offer on a regular basis without having to kill myself trying to create a physical thing. And so I came up with a few ideas. The biggest one was that I realized that people really like my juggling tutorials. And those are the things that, hands down, people find the most valuable about my brand or, or you know, my content. A lot of people suggested that I make the tutorials patron-only videos, or I make one tutorial every month that's just for patrons or something like that. And I thought about that, and I, I just have a really hard time with that concept because... One, I put a lot of work into my tutorials, and the idea of, you know, 15 people getting to watch them makes me really sad. Like, yeah, obviously, hopefully more people would join because of that value, but I just, I didn't want it to only be seen by a few people. It's just a lot of work to get seen by that many people. The other reason why I was opposed to that was that I am a big fan of learning being as accessible as possible. Ideally, learning should be free, right? but it it's, can't always be free because people who are teaching have to make money as well. And especially if they're really good at it, they deserve to be compensated for that as well. So it's like the struggle that I have internally between professionals getting compensated, but also learning being accessible. So for me, I try to find a balance with that. You know, I want to offer my tutorials for free, or at least hopefully always for a very low amount. But I want to try to find ways to make money on top of that, which is where Patreon has come in. I knew that I didn't want to make my tutorials cost money right now. I, I just want them to be able to be seen by everyone anywhere around the world for free. But I do know that that is my biggest value. So if I wanted to get people to give to my Patreon, I, I figured I had to incorporate that in some way. And so it actually occurred to me not too long ago, like less than a month ago, that if I create maybe an extended version of each tutorial, you know, I have the main tutorial, but then I offer maybe a variation of the trick or some extra tips, then I can offer an extended version just for patrons. And I was really excited by that idea. I think it's really good. I think my patrons are excited about it too. The other tutorial-based thing that I came up with was making a live juggling workshop. I love teaching workshops at events, so I thought, oh well, I could just stream a workshop to the people who support me on Patreon. Those are the two new things that I kind of added and was excited about, and I think that adding those and kind of taking away or moving the physical rewards around so that they're not so taxing on me was a really good idea. So if you're looking to start a Patreon, that's what I would emphasize to you is figure out if you can realistically do physical merchandise. And if you can, make sure that it's worth it monetarily for you. Like don't underestimate how much it's going to cost because it, it usually ends up being a lot more. <laughs> and digital rewards, try to find digital rewards that are easier for you to produce, quicker for you to produce, you know, make more of those so it feels like a bundle rather than maybe relying on one big physical thing. Uh, I think for me anyway, I think that's been a better route over the last month. And I think my patrons really like it. The last type of reward that I want to talk about is this sort of connectivity that you get with your patrons. I think hands down, this is my favorite part about Patreon so far, is that the Otter Club feels like a real club. It feels like people that are my friends now. I talk to them regularly. I know who they 
they are. They feel hopefully more connected to me. And that is super valuable. That's something that I don't get with all the other followers out there. I really do feel like the people who are patrons of me, I've gotten to know them as people. And a big part of that is because I set up Discord as a reward. Uh, anyone who joins the Otter Club gets access to the Taylor Tries Discord. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's basically like a chat room, like an instant messenger back in the day. Like, it reminds me a lot of AOL Instant Messenger. It's just an application that you have where it's a chat room, but it's a chat room that I moderate and I set up. It's the Taylor Tries chat room. And all the members of my Otter Club have access to it, and we can just chat back and forth about anything we want. And I have different sort of servers on there. Like, we have one specifically for juggling. We have one specifically for funny memes. We have one talking about video games. And I have some that are on there for suggestions, if people want to give me suggestions for tutorials or ways to improve my Patreon. I think that everyone who's on it in my Patreon finds it really valuable because it's like a direct access to me. And I think that they really like that. And even more so for me, I find it really valuable. I love that they have access to me and I love that I can kind of bounce things off of them and they can help me figure all this stuff out. I can find out what's working for them and what's not. And they're just my friends now. The best thing for me about Patreon is, is not the money that I get from it, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the money and I get a fair amount now. It's not enough to pay my bills by any means, but it's definitely more than I was getting before. I mean, it's incredible how I went from making nothing to at least making something for this art that I've been sharing with people. But the biggest value for me has been this community that it creates. And I'm really thankful to Patreon for that. I think they've done a really good job creating a site that is both valuable to the people who are pledging money on it and the people who are creating on it. I think it's great. So if you're a creator, if you're a content creator, I highly recommend that you get a Patreon. I, I think that it's super valuable. I don't think you'll regret it. Just take your time setting it up, figure out what realistically is gonna work for you, both with physical and digital rewards, and be patient with yourself. Because for me, that was a big part of it. You're, you're probably gonna mess up. You're gonna get overwhelmed at some point, and that's okay. Or <laughs> you're gonna have people that are disappointed and they leave and that's really hard you know when people cancel their membership it can feel very personal and kind of make you sad it makes you sad and you just can't let it get to you you know it's the same when somebody unfollows you on instagram or unsubscribes on youtube except now there's a monetary value associated with it and it can hurt just treat it like you're working on it, you're trying to improve it all the time. Don't be too hard on yourself, it'll be fine. And create that community with your patrons. Ask them what's working, ask them what's not. You know, that helped me a lot when I started asking the people who are patrons what they wanted to get out of this. Oh, the last thing I wanted to say is also being aware that Patreon does take money out of this monetary value. So anytime that you see a creator saying, oh, they make this much money, remember that Patreon is taking a certain percentage of that. There are also like processing fees associated with that. So I would say for mine, at least, you know, 60 to $80 every month is lost in that way. It goes to Patreon and it goes to processing fees. So I think it's easy for people who are starting a Patreon to kind of forget that and to not realize that that's going to be a battle as well. You're not going to be making the, the amount that you think you're making. And also for anyone pledging, you know, I think for some reason, some people get kind of surprised like, oh, they're making so much money. And it's like, they're not making as much as you think they are. 
but they're still making a good amount and that's because they're working really hard on it. It is a job. There is work associated with Patreon and that's important to know both as creators and as supporters. It's hard and it's amazing and it's worth it. I love it. Thank you, Patreon. And thanks to all the people in my Otter Club. I say it in every episode, but in case you didn't know, if you do want to join my Otter Club that I've been talking about this whole time, I, I would really appreciate it. And you can join for just $2 every month and it really can add up and help me out. So you can go to patreon.com slash Taylor Tries. You can join as Otter Pup or any other tier that you want. Go take a look around see all the fun things that I've put up on there and consider supporting. I would appreciate it. Yeah. All right, on to the next section. The next section is where I talk about a social media person or an account or something who inspires me or who I'm really into right now. The person that came to mind this week when I was thinking about all this Patreon stuff was somebody that I actually met at the Patreon Summit that I was talking about. And that is a woman on Instagram and Patreon called The Latest Kate. That's T-H-E-L-A-T-E-S-T-K-A-T-E. The Latest Kate. And she was actually a speaker at the Summit uh, Patreon because she has a very successful Patreon. She does post stuff on Instagram, she does stuff like that, but she really offers a lot of value to her patrons. And it was really inspiring to take a look at her Patreon and see all the stuff that she's doing. She has just a really great approach to all of her stuff. She basically does drawings, these these really cute drawings of like animals. She associates them with really real positive sayings, usually surrounding the idea of mental health. So for example, she has a great picture that she just posted of a bunny with little candy cane ears. And it says, sometimes the holidays aren't about enjoyment. They are about surviving through. Another one she has is a bear with a really cute uh, scarf on. And it says, I know this time of year can be rough, so just in case no one has told you lately, the world is better with you in it. At the summit, she had a bunch of her stuff out for everyone to take and kind of see. A lot of it almost made me cry, honestly. It's just, it was really inspiring. It was, it spoke to me in a really deep way because they're all things that I struggled with, you know, for the last 10 years. Like, they're all countering these kind of horrible thoughts that you have in your head when you're feeling anxiety and depression. And so as somebody who has experienced a lot of that, reading these really kind thoughts that we need to hear a lot associated with these cute little animals was just <laughs> heartbreaking in a great way. I think what she's doing is great and I think it's really valuable. And sometimes you do just need to remind yourself that, you know, it's okay to be a mess. Not only does she just create great content that way that I think is really valuable and meaningful to the world and is contributing something important. I also think that the way she's doing it is great and her focus on Patreon is really great and inspiring. So go check her out, the latest Kate. She's great and it'll make you smile today. Next up, we're gonna talk about a comment that I got this week. You actually may have seen this comment if you were following my stories on Instagram, but I posted about it because it really stuck out. It was a, a hateful comment, and I do at some point wanna talk about hate and how to deal with that online because it, it can be really hard and exhausting. But in this case, I don't wanna get into that too much. I just wanna mention the comment and kind of mention an interesting thing that happens when you're posting a lot of content. And this comment was from some dude on Facebook who doesn't like the music that I choose for my videos. He thinks that the music is very noisy and not good 
and he also thinks it's too loud. And he's commented on my videos before, but this time he just got really excited and really wanted to say his opinion. And so he wrote, again, surprised by the shocking satanic noise. I am now desubscribing your videos. If I want to watch juggling, there are enough fantastic jugglers on the internet. <laughs> It wasn't intense music. Like, let me see if I can pull it up. Listen to that satanic noise. Are you kidding me? Gosh, I'm such a follower of Satan with my noise. I responded with a gif from Harry Potter where Harry is waving with a smile because this is a pet peeve of mine. This is something that I have encountered quite a few times as a content creator where followers, subscribers, whatever you want to call them, they'll try to use their follow, their subscription, as a weapon to use against you, to get you to do what they want. And I'm really opposed to it. I think it's messed up. I think it's manipulative. And I will not accept it. I think that's what he's doing. He's trying to say, I don't like the way that you're making your content. So I am unfollowing you. I am, how did he put it? Desubscribing from you. Okay. Bye. Like, what? You, I don't care if you unfollow me. And this is kind of a, a tough thing that I've, I've said this before. Like, I don't care. I don't care what you think as followers to an extent, and I don't care if you unfollow me. And a lot of followers have taken this kind of personally, and I have lost people this way. But I, I'll stand by that statement. I don't think that social media is about you. Just like I don't think anything in my life is about other people. You know, I will do things for people I care about and my friends, and I will care what they're feeling and if I hurt them. But as some person who just feels entitled to have a say on what I'm doing just because they follow me, nah. Because I think I'm giving them so much more than they're giving me. That number, sure, it's one of many that can add up to some sort of opportunities. But even still, I don't make money off of Instagram. I don't make money off of YouTube, like not very much. <laughs> so for you to try to tell me that, oh, I'm going to unfollow you. Okay, do it. I don't want you following me if you're going to be angry at me. That's not why I do social media. I do it because I want to share something with the world the way I want to share it. And if you don't like it, don't follow me. It's not for you. It is for me first and foremost and what I want to be presenting. And the fact that people respond positively to that matters to me. And in that sense, I do care about my followers, absolutely. But I am not going to let them start dictating my behavior and my actions just because they demand it. I think it's really horrible and manipulative to try to do that. You know, if you don't like my music, don't follow me or turn off your sound. <laughs> you don't get to demand that I change it. You just don't, especially not that way. You could send me a kinder message or a private message that says, hey, I think maybe you should try different types of music. But no, you don't get to try to bully me into changing my music to what you want. It was clearly just somebody who was trying to be curmudgeonly and get annoyed at somebody doing something the way that they didn't want it to be done. And that is so prevalent on the internet. And it's really frustrating as a content creator, but it's something that you're going to encounter a lot if you create content. It's just people always have opinions on how you should be doing it. But at the end of the day, you're doing it. If you feel that it should be done a certain way, you should stick to that. I think so. That was a fun comment that I got <laughs> this week. So on to the last section, I'm going to talk about my three questions, I'm going to answer them. What I tried this week, what I learned, and what I accomplished. 
What did I try this week? This week was actually pretty hard for me. I had a lot of difficulties with just insecurities and feeling very overwhelmed. I think just with the holidays coming up, I can feel that clock ticking. I just feel like I'm behind on so many things, no matter how much I seem to work at it. And then even when I am working at it, I feel like I'm not productive enough and I feel like I'm somehow just bad at this, you know? I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm letting myself down. That's where my head was this week a lot of the time. When I think of what I tried, I tried to get through that. I tried to utilize all the tools that I've used over the last couple of years during dealing with depression and anxiety about, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and staying positive and changing the voice in your head and all those things. And that's what I tried this week. I tried that a lot. Um, what did I learn? learned a lot about anxiety. <laughs> you know, I, I was researching a lot of it and researching depression and trying to understand more about that. I always try to read about it and learn more about it. So I learned a lot about it this week, or just new things and where things are now and what people are experiencing and how that relates to what I'm experiencing. And then what did I accomplish? I finished another episode of my podcast. I love that I can say that every week, hopefully. Like that's kind of the point of doing all this stuff is having notches on your belt, like getting stuff done. It's it's good. I finished my podcast last week. It was a little behind. I, I released it a few days late, not for the general public, just for Patreon. Again, I felt like I was disappointing my patrons, even though I don't think any of them noticed or would care. But for me, when I say that I'm going to do something, it's hard when I don't deliver exactly the way I said I would. But I did accomplish that. I did finish my podcast, even though it was late. I also caught up on like the final batch of my Patreon stuff. I'm fully caught up. And that feels so freeing. So now I can hopefully stay on top of it a lot better. That's all I have to say this week. Uh, hopefully everything I talked about with Patreon can be helpful to those of you who are trying to start a Patreon or thinking about starting a Patreon. And for all of you who are patrons of other creators or me, maybe this gives you a little insight of just how difficult it can be and how much work really does go into it. I think anyone who runs a Patreon does appreciate your support. And I think all the work that you have to put into Patreon shows that. Hopefully you learned maybe a little bit about that. If you're unfamiliar with my social media and you want to check out all those fun links, you can go to my website at taylortries.com slash yay. That's Y-A-Y. taylortries.com slash yay. There's all the fancy links there. It'll take you to all the places, including my Patreon. If you want to become a member of my Patreon and show me some support, it's as little as $2 a month. It can really help. Patreon.com slash taylortries. That's all for today. I'll see you next week podcast is over there isn't any more to say at least not this week but i'll be back next thursday 